All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Refamania. Yes, that's right. The road to Refamania has concluded. This is the, the night we've all been waiting for. This is our prediction predicament. Here we have an esteemed panel of guests who are going to uh, continue the tradition that myself and Jeff the Ref had. We are going to be picking every match that we know of at WrestleMania. And we're going to see who, uh, who can do the best at this. So before we go any further, I just want to um, introduce our panel. Uh, first, we have all the way from the Midwest, Levi McDaniel. Hey, guys. What's up? How are you, Levi? I'm good. How are you? All right, man. So Levi is an independent wrestler out in, uh, out in Iowa, and he travels around and does a lot of shows. And I hear you have quite a big uh, bit of news on your end to uh, plug. Yeah, that's right, man. So like I said, like I started promoting some shows last year. I've only had a couple, so I'm just getting going. But um, I kind of just made a deal with a newer promotion over in Puerto Rico. So I'll be heading over there for pretty much all their shows I'm going to be wrestling on. And then I'm going to try to figure out what guys I like over there and try to bring them over to my promotion maybe a few times a year, whatever I can afford, you know. So but awesome, it's, man. it's cool, man. I'm, I haven't been there wrestling yet, so I've been to – some other places but puerto rico is like one of those old school places that uh the style is different there man they they love the brawlers they love the bigger guys they love the the hardcore wrestling so it'll be fun i'm looking forward to it dude i'm so psyched awesome. for you thanks man congratulations yeah. man appreciate it man yeah it'll be it should be cool for me really looking forward to it no doubt so. no doubt everything yeah. else going for you pretty well out in iowa well, yes, and I have to say, unfortunately, I got news today. Um, all my bookings for May got canceled now, too. Oh. Last time last time we talked, we said April got canceled because of the coronavirus. And now it seems like uh, everything I had in May is also going to be canceled. So it is it is what it is, I guess, at this point. Hopefully it will um, not affect June and July, but who, who knows at this point. What? Yeah, man, I, uh, I feel for you, and I hope that – you know, as a fan, we get to see wrestling soon, live and in person. So, um, you know, just let's just cross our fingers and everything else we've got and try and uh, hope for the best on that. Oh, yeah, absolutely. That's all we can do, right? Absolutely. All right. Well, um, let's transition over here to the other panelist. We have uh, the one and the only Chris Keith. How you doing, Chris? Hey, everybody. I'm good, man. How are you? I am great. I'm great. Now, Chris Keith, uh, you guys may remember from last week's um, Refs Roundtable, actually. We, uh, we had Chris on, and um, Chris is the head of United Elite Wrestling, UEW, which he is so prominently plugging on his dome I'm there. I'm not even sure how this happened. Just ah, <laughs> just woke <laughs> up, and there it was. Uh, so... <laughs> So UEW is an independent wrestling uh, organization here in Virginia, and they're doing a lot of great things. Um, hoping to to get them back on the on the uh, books here, so we can we can get a match, uh, get a, a whole card, really. But um, you know, what what do you got to say, Chris? I mean, kind of echoing what everybody else is feeling right now. You know, just we're just ready to get back to it. Before I was on this call. 
I uh, was on about a 30 minute call with our commissioner. Um, mm-hmm. And we're just trying to brainstorm, game plan, come up with some different video type vignette stuff that we can roll out. We just released another match today from our February show for everybody to check out. So, you know, like I said the other night, we're releasing those matches. We're going to release our November matches and just trying to build momentum and hope we get this thing back on track for summertime and just everybody's just ready to go. I'm sure Levi feels the exact same way. Same thing, man. That's the the best idea, though, just trying to be creative and giving some kind of content out there for fans to – try to take notice to while we have all this downtime. We got to do something, right? Yeah, exactly. You know, I, I released a um, what I called the State of the Elite Address a couple weeks ago. And in that, you know, I told everybody, you know, pro wrestling is that time where whether it be a five-minute match or you're watching a six-hour show on the network that you really can just kind of get away for whatever amount of time that is and just kind of forget all this other nonsense that's going on, uh, even if it's for a little bit. So, you know, we're, we're going to try and release as much content as we possibly can and, and try to help people at least. It might even be three minutes, but it sometimes just three minutes of relief is all you need. Yeah. Well, and if nothing else, it just keeps you in people's periphery. Yeah. And, and I truly think, though um, – you know, when this thing is all said and done and we come out on the other side, it was already a great time to be in professional wrestling going into this coronavirus. And, you know, I think when we come out on the other side, everybody either in the business or a fan of the business is going to come out with a new appreciation for it. Excellent point. I know, I know, um, and for anybody that heard the podcast last week, um, you know, Chris really was trying to focus on the, the positive side of things and, and really trying to be thankful for the wrestling programming that we do have. I mean, heck, it's giving us something to talk about. We could be without programming right now and just um, either watching old matches or, you know, Law & Order SVU or something. I don't know. Um, I, I appreciate that positive outlook and thank you very much for that. Thanks, man. All right. So uh, a couple things real quick. <clears throat> so what we're going to do um, is, as I said, this is this is a continuation of the Pick'em Challenge that Jeff the Ref and I had. And the way it works is we've already all made our picks. There is no changing our picks, okay? So uh, what we're going to do is go in order. It's going to be Chris and then Levi and then myself. We're each going to go match my ba- match by match, if I can say that. And we are going to um, just let the world know what our picks are and why we picked them. Okay? Yeah. Um, the uh, I will say this. You two guys, whether you realize it or not, are, uh, are representing the ref. Okay? Because this is the deal. He was the guru who knew. He was the encyclopedia. Encyclopedia Britannica of wrestling, okay? There was nothing that that he didn't know. Um, And he actually picked the NXT event. That was the the only time we got to do this. The last NXT pay-per-view. He picked all of them correct. I did not pick all of them correct. 
Um, I didn't want to hurt his feelings too bad. But uh, anyway, you guys are going to be uh, filling in for the ref tonight. Okay. Awesome. No, no pressure. No pressure at all. So uh, with, with uh, no further ado, why don't we go ahead and dig into this, boys? Get it. All right, let's do it. So we're going to start at the bottom of the card and work our way up towards the main event. First match that I know of is the Women's Tag Team Championship, the Kabuki Warriors versus Nikki Cross and Alexa Bliss. All right, Chris, what do you think about that one? There were a couple matches where when looking at the entire card, I was like, eh. I didn't really have a feeling one way or the other. Okay. Other than, like, with this match, I think the Kabuki Warriors are my favorite team in this particular match. But I think that if they don't do something with Nikki Cross and Alexa Bliss soon, then they just kind of put them together for no obvious reason. So I'm going Cross and Bliss. Okay. Cross and Bliss. All right, and just so everybody can see, I'm I'm uh, writing down the the picks here so we can have a uh, documentation of it. All right, so we uh, we have Cross and Bliss from Chris Keith, Levi McDaniel. What do you say, sir? Oh, he's going Kabuki. And the reason the reason for that is. Oscar was in the main of the main event picture as far as for the women's title goes, and now it seems like it's it's going to be like Becky Lynch, Shannon Brazler are going to be like the top two chicks. I feel like uh, it could go either way, like he was saying, uh, Cross and Bliss. They really should do something with them, but I've just got a feeling that they're going to give it to the Kabuki Warriors. And keep you know, keep I'm, them. I'm 100%, I didn't mean to cut you off. I'd be 100% okay with that either way. Yeah, either way, man. This is just we have to make our picks. I feel like. I think it'd be cool. I like Kabuki better, too, so that's kind of my thought on it, but who knows what they're going to (laughs) do. All right. So, to finish up this round, my pick is Nikki Cross and Alexa Bliss. Can you all see that? Yep, we got it. Okay. Now, here's why I picked these two ladies. Number one, I love Alexa Bliss. She is so good. And the, the women's tag team division right now is really kind of thin, I think. So I feel like they want to put some some muscle, they want to put some backing behind another tag team that they can have a feud with the Kabuki Warriors for a period of time until they get some more women's tag teams uh, into the fold. So I think we're looking at Cross and Bliss reclaiming the tag team titles. Okay. Crickets from the uh, panel. Very good. All right. <laughs> Thank you, man. And look, hey, look, you put I, all this pressure on us at the beginning of this, so, you know, I'm making sure I've got my game face on. Well, you're right, dude. Like, the women's division for tag teams, it's very thin, so it could go either way. I feel like, honestly, okay, either you do it two ways. You give it to Kabuki now, and you give Bliss and Cross something to chase after, or you give it to Cross and Bliss and then have a feud with Kabuki or just goes nowhere, and who knows? It's it's hard to say what they'll do, honestly. Yeah. Well, and two, you know, the creative backstage has an insatiable love for Alexa Bliss. Exactly. They, they will do anything that they right. possibly so, can 
to get her on television, to get her right. more time. Uh, so, I mean, look at look at what they created for her when she was suffering with these concussions. Yeah. yeah. Alexa never, that. she really never missed TV time. Very little. So, I agree so. with that. All right, guys. Great picks there. Or at least I'm going to say Chris Keith, great pick. Sorry, Levi. Um, <laughs> all right, here we go. Next match, Elias versus Baron, or should I say King Corbin? Um, all right, Chris Keith, Elias versus King Corbin. What do you think on that? I feel almost the exact same way as I felt the other one. I'm, I'm an Elias fan. I think that guy is talented in ring. Um, I think he puts on a good show in and out of the ring. Uh, I think he's got, you know, we'll say we'll use the old charisma. He's got that. Mm -hmm. um, but I think for whatever reason, Baron Corbin at some point was, was dubbed one of the guys. Mm -hmm. And they've done all that they could possibly do to get him over as a heel. And he may be one of the best heels out there right now. So, woo! I went Baron Corbin. Um, you know, and if you listen to a lot of the guys and what they say about him, um, he he is the perfect foil for a good face. Um. Oh, hang on a second. Yep. Levi, how you doing there, bud? Levi? Good. Can you see me? Yeah. I can see Chris, you. but I can't see Mike. Huh. Chris, can you see me? Yeah, I'm yeah. I'm good. Yeah, I see all three of all, all three of us. Right on. Okay, now we're good. I see y'all. So yeah. Okay. All right, so Chris, you were saying Baron Corbin, the ultimate Foil. I mean, so, he's hey. kind of the, the heel of heels right now. Uh, um, who are not in a championship picture? Mm -hmm. Okay. And so you know, I, I I don't see WWE really pushing Elias to anything. So I don't think it would make sense for Corbin to drop this match. Okay. Excellent insight. And you know, let's just say this. Obviously, you guys are in the industry, okay? Um, I'm not. I'm a fan. I don't know if you guys do this or not. Do you guys read any spoilers or backstage rumors or other stuff like that? When, when I knew depends. I was coming on this show specifically for these picks, I did not. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> I did not. I didn't for this either, man. Um, but okay. to be honest, I do watch a lot of wrestling, man. I try to be a student yeah. of the game and watch as yeah. much as I can of a lot of different promotions, man. So uh, with that, you'll see different comments on those videos and read different news stuff, too. So, I mean, I, I there's super fans out there that know a lot more than me. But, I mean, I, I do watch my fair share of it. So, But as far as, like, in, if you go to a wrestling locker room on an indie, man, every guy is, like, I mean, guys are so different. They have normal jobs and do normal things. So one guy might be real opinionated and another guy might not even watch wrestling. So you yeah. just never even know. You know, like, if you're in the locker room talk, yeah, there's usually some talk about WWE, but, like, picks and wise, not, not so much always. Well, you know, that we, I want to put a pin in that uh, wrestlers who don't 
watch wrestling. I want to come back to that, whether it's today or another time, because that's really fascinating to me. Um, yeah. just, just so everybody knows, I've said this a bunch of times on the podcast. I'm a fan. I don't read spoilers or rumors or any of that stuff. So um, I, I really do like the idea of, of us all not not uh, trying to get any dirt or uh, inside information. So uh, thank you guys for doing that on your own. But uh, Levi, who you got on this match? King Corbin and Elias. Oh! Hey. And the reason is, is pretty much what Chris said. I mean, like I like Elias better personally. I really do. I think he's more entertaining. Um, the one thing I do like about Corbin, he's really good at selling. And like during the match when he's getting his ass beat, he sells it good and he keeps selling that body part until the match is over. A lot of guys, when they fire up and have their comeback, they forget they're hurt. So he does a good job with that. But I really don't like his. I really don't like Corbin's promos, man. I think he needs a lot of work in certain areas. But the company has invested a lot into him, and they really, you know, they really want to make him a star, however long it's going to take. So they're really trying. I feel like there's no way Elias is going to win this, really personally. That's about all I got to say on that one. <laughs> it just doesn't. It it really doesn't make sense for Elias to go over Corbin here. Yeah. No. Well, guys, you know I'm gonna I'm gonna rock your world a little bit here. Okay. Oh, <laughs> it's early. Do, do you see the the oh. sparks? Yeah. Like, hairs. I'm going with Baron Corbin. Does this mean uh, sleeping? For, Were those sleeping Z's? Is that what yeah. that was? That's what it was. <laughs> I mean, this match, maybe if it had been on, you know, with, with regular programming, maybe it would have had a little more heat to it. But it's like, I feel like they've been trying to bury Elias. And then this might be kind of like a last-ditch effort to give him a chance. Um, without him being like, you know, Chris, I see you shaking your head. I would, I'm not saying fire him, but I think they might just put him in house shows and stuff. Because you, you're right, he would, does really well with the crowd. But he doesn't have that same fire that he had a year or two ago when when he was like he was hot. I mean he was super hot. He was having great matches, great songs, his guitar playing got a lot better. You could tell he was really honing his his uh, whole whole shtick there. And um, now it's just kinda like you don't see him very often and when you do, it's kinda like he's wandering through the backstage giving messages to people and and uh, being all cryptic and stuff, but it's, you know, I think Baron Corbin, I do like Baron Corbin. Um, he, the King Corbin idea, it, I feel like um, they've done an okay job with, they could have done a little better with, but overall, he is a great heel. I mean, he's just got a face that <laughs> makes me want to hate him. And uh, so, um, I, I really, uh, I really appreciate him as a heel. I, and, you know, here's one thing about it. I think, honestly, because of his background, uh, supposedly a Golden Gloves champion in boxing, I think WWE really likes guys who come from other sports who are accomplished. And that, I you think, fits into somewhere into this. You know, he played in the NFL for the Cardinals, too, right? Before he yeah. got cut. So, he, yeah. Yeah, he yeah. was with a couple so. with Cardinals, and I think he was with either the Colts or the Bengals. Someone. He's a, he was yeah, he an was, offensive lineman. He was lineman. a lot bigger, though. He was a lineman. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's heavy. So. Well, I mean, when I said I was going to rock your world, we all picked Baron Corbin, which I didn't expect us to all pick the same on any of these. So that's kind of cool. 
All right. With if there's nothing else to say about Elias and Baron Corbin, we think Elias is going to lose that one across the board. Let's move up to the Raw Tag Team Championships. Uh, we've got the Street Profits versus Angel Garza and Austin Theory, who uh, is a late addition after uh, an injury. So, uh, Chris Keith, what do you got on that, brother? Uh, this one was an easy one for me. I went with the Profits. Okay. And what's that, what's that crossing out there, mister? You those have... are the ones that I've already named off. Oh, okay, okay. I'm down. I'm down. <laughs> if you were having some trepidation as far as oh street profits or no, if we if we need to cross reference, I'm just taking it from small print to big print. <laughs> I'm just messing with you, bro. <laughs> I know. Um, but dude, I I I love the street profits. I love everything that they have going on. They're one of the most entertaining um, teams, or or really anything on Monday night for sure. I thought they were amazing in NXT. I think Montez Ford has a chance to be one of the future leaders with a solo career somewhere down the road. I'm not saying in a year or so, but I, I could see that becoming something down the road. Okay. Um, you know, he's still really young. He may honestly be the most athletic. Oh, nope. you there, Chris? Chris, say that again. We, we we had a little freeze there. Oh, I said he may be the most overall athletic person on the roster. Wow. Um. So, yeah, I went Street Profits on this one. All right. Very good. Street Profits. Got it down for you, brother. Levi, who you got? Honestly, I absolutely agree with what Chris said, dude. Street Profits. I don't think there's any way in hell that they will lose this match because, for one, <laughs> no, dude, I, I, I don't like Garza, for one. I mean, uh, nah, not just really thinking personal, but I think the Profits are super over right now. And um, throwing Austin Theory in with them just shows that it feels like a tag team they've just thrown together for the Street Profits to go over on, really. So, yeah, Profits are going to win this, man. That's my opinion. Who were, they, who were they originally scheduled to wrestle before the coronavirus and everything hit? Or it was, did they have anybody? It was Angel, and um, who's the other guy that uh, he he, um, he he's a uh, – go ahead, Levi. Her, was it the Herberto Carrillo guy that he I was believe, wrestling? It could have been, yeah. He's, he's I or believe, an American yeah. uh, wrestler, Mexican wrestler. Yeah. Um, yeah, so he got hurt, I believe, and so they had to – uh, bring in somebody else. So they, they made a big deal on Raw of um, bringing him up from NXT, Austin Fury. Uh, Austin Theory, excuse me. Um, so, guys, um, you know, they say lightning doesn't strike twice, but uh, get out your one irons, Chris Keith, because uh, Street Profits. You know, I, uh, I think that's a safe pick, bud. Yeah, I mean, just exactly what you said, Levi. I did not think there would be any logic behind having a, a late addition to the, the match with Austin uh, Theory. There's no way they're going to let that team win. So, um, yeah, I mean, Street Profits all the way. I, I, I'm honestly not a great big fan of Street Profits, to be quite honest. 
Um, they're, I don't know, man. Like, I would like to see less of their, like when they, like a few months ago when they would do the like raw recaps during the show. And, and like, I hated that. Just put them in the ring and let them wrestle. Cause I, I don't want to see them only being featured for talking. Uh, they're great on the mic. Don't get me wrong, but, um, yeah, whatever. That's, that's my thoughts. So no big deal. So, uh, for the second match in a row, all three panelists are in agreement. So we have, uh, profits across the board on that. All right. Next match, SmackDown tag team championship ladder match with Miz and Morrison versus the new day versus the Usos. All right, so let's see here, Mr. Chris Keith. So between in, in this three way dance, we've got uh, Miz and Morrison, New Day, Usos. How are you feeling on that, Uso? Oh no! All right, talk to me. Oh, Chris, you you uh, froze up on us in this match. It's because we all keep picking the same thing. <laughs> Stuff. But no, I, I just think you've got three really kick-ass tag teams in this match. Absolutely. And in any way you decide to go with it, can yeah. moving forward. You know, even if Miz and Morrison retain, then you've still got New Day and Usos chasing. Mm -hmm. And and if, the, if New Day wins it, same thing. If the Usos win it, same thing. Mm -hmm. So this match is, can be one of those um, can't miss kind of matches for building the future of this feud. But you know, if it's a ladder match, I just feel like what team is going to be more exciting on ladders and have you know just be more over with the crowd during this match? And I feel like that would be the Usos for me. All right, very good. I'm going to come back to remind me of this if I don't bring it up. Okay, uh, Levi McDaniel, what do you think? Right. Hey, Ms. Okay. Morris. All right. Now the reason is this: these guys are probably my favorite tag team WWE's got right now, and they're becoming a lot more fun to watch each episode because they're they're pulling out new tag team moves that we've never seen before. They're doing some innovative stuff. And I feel like they're going to take that to the next level with the ladders. And I feel like they're going to want to put them over and keep this as a solid tag team because what else are they going to – the Miz and uh, Morrison aren't really in a spot for a singles push right now. There's no really room on them for that in the roster. So either way, like Chris was saying, all three teams, um, if they're smart, they'll keep them as teams for as long as they can because there's no reason to break up the Usos. There's no reason to break up the New Day. And there's no reason to break up Miz and Morrison right now. So – that's just who I think is going to go over. But I'm actually um, – just sucks there's not going to be an audience for this, you know, because oh, oh, I feel like this is going to be a killer match. I mean, I think it's it could get pretty brutal. So, but, yeah, that's my pick, Miz and Martin. You know, you bring up a great point there. The, the crowd would have gone bananas over some of these spots they're going to have. Yeah, exactly. uh, so, before I show my pick, I just want to say – to Chris Keith's point about um, the the uh, you know which team is going to have the most innovative you know moves on the ladder, I have to agree with uh, 
with Levi McDaniel. I mean, you talk about John Morrison with his parkour. You know, they always talk about his parkour. He's going to have a freaking field day. Now, the only, I'd say a close second, the only competition he's going to have as far as crazy moves is going to be Kofi Kingston because he's a wizard um, doing a lot of this stuff too. So, I, you know, it was tough. This was a tough match for me to pick. And I'll echo your statements because, um, you know, you guys are, are uh, qualified experts on this. There is no... Can get that in writing? Uh, yeah, yeah. I'll put it in the mail. Um, <laughs> so uh, you can't go wrong with any of the, any of the teams. <clears throat> but, Chris, I hope, you, uh, I hope you're, you're tough enough because we're going to gang up on you in this, this uh, triple threat match. Hey, we got all right. Morrison. I can't wait for yeah. Morrison. You know what, man? Honestly, um, for no crowd, just doing these predictions is going to make watching it that much funner because we're going to be sitting there remembering yeah. who, who each of us picked. and It'll be fun that. to watch, man. Yeah. Absolutely. Overall, yeah. See, look at this. We're, we're making this event better. We are, totally. The, the and everybody WG. watching. Yeah, every Bengals fan. <laughs> Get out of here. All right. Huh? What? Okay. Let's go to the next match here. SmackDown Women's Championship. We have this one's a this one's a uh one, two, three, four, five way dance. Okay, we've got Bailey, who is our champion. We've got Lacey Evans, Naomi, Sasha Banks, and Tamina. Um, so, I mean, this is just, you know, you don't have a 50% chance of being right on this one, Chris Keith. What do you think? I struggled with this one. Again, this is where, you know, maybe, maybe Levi can feel this after promoting shows and putting cards, building storylines for picks. I tend to overthink. Fair enough. From time to time. And so I think when I first looked at it, I immediately ruled Tamina out. Yep. I mean, she's just kind of there to be the power in the match. Um, <clears throat> I don't think that Lacey with a title could carry that women's division for very long. So I ruled her out. I wouldn't mind seeing Lacey win it, but I don't know that she could carry it long term. Um, you know, then you look at what we got left. You got Naomi, you've got Sasha Banks, and then Bailey. That could be the most interesting dynamic of the entire match, right there, would be those three. But that being said, I chose Bailey to retain. Oh, all right. You know, and maybe we get some uh, the long awaited Bailey Sasha Banks feud moving forward. That's a strong possibility, my friend. All right, excellent insight, Chris. Let's go ahead and see what Mr. McDaniel has to say about this. Bailey. Hey. Oh, jeez. You know, go ahead and, and talk about it if you have anything to add to that, Levi. You know, man, if there was fans there, it would really make the WrestleMania moment great for, like, Naomi if she would go over in this. Like, uh, I think she's pretty awesome, and her time's coming, but 
I feel like there's no fans. I don't know if they'd want to give that huge WrestleMania moment away like this. So I think it could either way go to Sasha Banks or Bailey. And I'm just going to say Bailey to retain just because I think it's the safest pick right now. But um, anything can happen. That's for sure. All right. Well, um, what I'm going to say to that is, Levi, you are a dirty dog because we were we were teaming up against Chris here a minute ago, and now you've gone ahead and and uh, Benedict Arnold me. So uh, I'm going with Lacey Evans, dark horse right. here. I knew you were picking Lacey when I was saying what I was saying about Lacey. I saw you doing the head bob. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so. Here's the deal, guys. I, 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 this is a match that between Sasha, Bailey, and Lacey, I don't have a problem if any of them win. Um, I think Naomi, she's great. Don't get me wrong, but I feel like her time may have come and gone a little bit. Um, who knows? She's got another push in her somewhere. Uh, but all that to say. It, I thought it was just too too much of a cherry picking to pick Bailey or Sasha. I feel like Lacey could come like Sasha and Bailey will beat each other up and Lacey comes in and steals a win. That's kind of where I'm I'm leaning on this. So yeah. that's what I did. I feel it could go down. I mean, like honestly, you're right. If 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 it doesn't come between Bailey and uh, Sasha. But you're saying Lacey. I think it'll be Naomi in that yeah. spot that might roll in there and win. But um, either way, I, I'm going to take the safe bet still and just say Bailey. But anything can happen when you got, what, five women in one match. So, yeah. No, I agree yeah. with that. Okay. I mean, yeah. All right. Very good, guys. Let's go to the next match. We have the Intercontinental Championship. Sami Zayn versus Daniel Bryan. Chris Keith is shaking his head. Oh, boy. Chris so, Keith, lay it on. What you guys don't know about me is that I am the least favorite Sami Zayn fan. <laughs> I cannot stand Sami Zayn. Okay. I just, I just can't stand it. Never have. Just can't do it. However. However. I did. <laughs> Struggled to write this. I, I did pick Sami Zayn to win this match uh, because uh-huh. there's more to this story that they haven't had a chance to get to yet with Sami, Shinsuke, Cesaro, Gulak, and Daniel Bryan. There's a lot more of this story to tell, and I don't think it's all going to get told at WrestleMania. So I think Sammy walks away with the title uh, still over his shoulder, around his waist. Kind of wish he would put it around his <laughs> Hey, Chris, you're freezing Sammy up on And how about that's because I chose Sammy Zayn to win this match. Hell just froze over. Yes. <laughs> and I was saying, uh, I, I said that he can walk out with it around his waist, over his shoulder, around his mouth. I don't really care. All right. Very good. Levi McDaniel, lay it on me, bro. Whoa! Both of you guys are just... Are, are we... Are we getting, uh, here's, you guys have some... Here's word. why. No, here's why, bro. Uh, 
my real reason for this is because the original match was supposed to be Braun versus Sami Zayn. You know how that that was what the story they were trying to build originally, and uh, Braun had to fill in basically because of uh, you know there were some other absences from WrestleMania, so they pretty much changed this match up. They he was feuding with Nakamura, Cesaro, and Sami Zayn, who basically they were trying to do the the three man fight on um straw man yeah. trying to build him up build him up for goldberg or build him up for brock whatever they want to build up Braunford later but i felt like Sami Zayn is going to find a way to win this match regardless and i think it's going to be he's going to go over dirty i mean i think he's going to have some outside interference or i mean if anything maybe not maybe daniel bryan will win by disqualification but sammy's going to retain the gold that's what i think yeah, I, I can't disagree with any of that. Well, you know, th- those are excellent points, guys. Um, and actually hearing some of your your dialogue there is actually quite convincing. Um, you know, just to keep things interesting, though, I did go with DB, Daniel Bryan. Um, and here's, here's why. You know, yes, um, it, it, this wasn't the storyline that was was uh, you know what was envisioned for the past months, not by a long shot. But number one, Sami Zayn should not have an Intercontinental Championship. That's number one. Number two, Daniel Bryan should have a title. I don't care what title it is; he should have a title pretty much all the time. Um. And that, that's honestly what swayed me in this. I get where you guys are coming from, and, and you have some great insight. So uh, you guys very well may be right. And I also kind of thought about this. If this was, um, I don't know, whatever, Hell in a Cell or any number of other pay-per-views and not WrestleMania, I would kind of think they'd be building up so that Daniel Bryan could get the belt at WrestleMania. So... That was kind of also another part of this. Like, having Sami Zayn keep this belt for an extended period of time, unless it's purely to antagonize, I don't see why they'd do it. So, To me, he's not even a heel. He's an antagonist. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's not really a heel. Like, he's just purely an aggravation every week on my television screen. I will say that I did enjoy him and Kevin Owens for a period of time, but overall, like, I don't think he's a great wrestler, I don't, or I don't enjoy watching him wrestle, I'll say that. And then um, sometimes his his shtick is a bit much. So anyway, that's I've got Daniel Bryan, so you guys are going out on a, on a limb there, and I mean, uh, going with Mr. Sami Zayn, and I'm going to go ahead and get Chris Keith uh, membership to the Sami Zayn fan club. He'll be oh, real yeah. to hear that. All right, I next. will say, Mike, before the next match, though, yeah. um, I I don't like Sami Zayn's character at all, man, but Google him on YouTube. Go back and watch him as El Generico when he was on the Indies before he was with WWE. Oh, yeah. Seems he, wore, yeah. he wore a mask and had a totally awesome gimmick, yeah. and I, I, I enjoyed that a lot, man. But the Sami Zayn character, man, it's just like it doesn't work for me either. I don't like it. The sad it. part is he can wrestle. He can flat-ass go in the ring just stop talking yeah stop talking. Is that why he wasn't wrestling what's that 
Was he hurt for a while? And it yeah. Was a wrestling? Well, he had left for a while and had <clears throat> surgery on both shoulders. Oh, wow. And um, I can't remember how long he was out. But, yeah, he was, he was hurt pretty bad. And it wasn't that he just injured both shoulders at one time. It was just build up over years, oh, over yeah. years, over years. And it needed to be cleaned up. Well, you know, the other part of this that upsets me is you have Cesaro. Like, come on. Cesaro has been so buried and so overlooked forever. Like, I want to see Cesaro finally get a, a belt on his own. He was a great tag team champion. But, uh, you know, why Sammy Zayn? Like, please. Like, I know he can't. I know Cesaro with his mouthpiece in, he's kind of limited in what he can say. But uh, I, I love Cesaro. Give him Paul Heyman. Don't give him Sammy Zayn. Chris oh, Keith. Thank you very much. I, uh, I I love I love Cesaro. So anyway, great great uh, back and forth on that one, guys. Let's go ahead and move on to the next match. Uh, Sami Zayn's buddy Kevin Owens, or former buddy Kevin Owens, versus Seth, the Monday Night Messiah Rollins. Chris Keith struggled again with this one. I think this is going to be a really good match. Um, it better be depending on depending on how much we see AOP and how much we see Murphy. Um, well, I, think here, if it's, I, I want to say one thing. AOP, one of them is hurt. That's why they're not on the card at all. I didn't hear you. You completely froze up on me. One of the members of AOP, I think it's Razor, is hurt. And oh, okay. uh, he like tore a bicep or, or a something and um okay. so that's why they're not on the card anywhere i think originally they were going to have a six-man tag somewhere with them right but, um okay. so well i mean even still i mean murphy will be there um and maybe one member of aop or none so depending on how the whole outside interference thing plays out um and you know we may see samoa joe pop up in ko's corner or the Viking Raiders. Or Viking Raiders. So depending on how all that plays out, I'm still, I went with Rollins. Okay, Chris Keith, Rollins. And yeah. two, you know, I thought about Kevin Owens may be one of the best underdog characters that they've had in a long time. So, I mean, there's always that angle too. Okay. Levi McDaniel. KO. Oh, boy. Dude, the thing is this, man. Like, I just don't really like Seth Rollins personally. He's a great wrestler, but um, he's from Iowa. That's where I'm from, dude. And I've always thought he's been arrogant and really uh, – I mean, he's not one of my favorite people, put it that way. He's an awesome wrestler, though. Um, Kevin Owens, is a story about him, dude. When he was on the Indies as Kevin Steen, my second pair of wrestling boots I bought from him. And – I was wearing his boots, man. So wow. when I when I was over in Japan for two years, man, I was wearing his boots, and then um, awesome. I ended up uh, selling them. And now I wish I'd still had them because it was before he was in WWE. I never thought That's he would crazy. be in WWE, man, because of his weight and because yeah. of his style. I never thought in a million years he'd be in that position. And when he first went to WWE and they put him over on John Cena, it was like kind of unbelievable. So I, um. Dude, I think this could go either way. I mean, I feel like with Seth Rollins being in the tag team picture with Murphy, 
Um, they might be trying to give Kevin Owens a big bump and have him go over because we don't really know what they're going to do with Kevin Owens from here. So I, I just personally would like to see Kevin Owens win, man, more than anything. I, I want to second that right there. I hope Owens wins. I hope that they put Owens over. No, no, no. Um, no, no, no. I'm, I've already texted. Oh, no, I'm picking Rollins to win. I'm saying no, no. I hope I'm wrong. But I'm saying I've already texted Seth Rollins and said that you are emotionally backing him as the winner of this match. <laughs> yes, yeah, let him know that. Yeah, so he, he'll text me back any second now. Um, all right, guys, so for this match, this was a tough one for me, okay? Uh, on Raw last week, or this this week, they, uh, they had Seth and KO talking, you know, a lot of talking. And uh, the whole thing was Seth Rollins saying, oh, I'm the, I'm the um, guy who my best day is WrestleMania. And KO, you have never had a WrestleMania moment. And you're not going to have one this time. And normally I would, I would pick KO in that kind of scenario. But I'm, I'm sticking with Seth Rollins here. Okay, Chris Keith. Let's beat up on Levi a little bit. Um, <laughs> you know what? You kind of you're playing both sides of the fence here, brother. I'm not sure. Hey, this is my show, so I, I get to. Levi, I think Levi and I might need to band together here. Hey, well the the good thing is is now all of our picks are kind of over the place, so you know we shouldn't yeah. all be even at by the end of this. So that's good. Yeah. So, um, Seth and Ko, like I love Kevin Owens. When he first came in, I hated him. I absolutely hated him. But what did it for me was when he and Jericho were best friends. That was the best thing ever. And they had the list. And uh, I was watching some of the old list things, uh, the videos of the list. And it was hilarious. Um, Kevin Owens has really come a long way with me. And um, I, I normally would pick him. But I don't know, man. I just, I just, it would make more sense for Kevin Owens, I think, to win. But Seth Rollins, I think he'll get the heat if he beats him again and can just say, you're never going to beat me, never going to beat me. It may be a year from now, Kevin Owens will get that victory. Yeah. So I think this is one of those feuds that had they been able to have it out in front of, you know, 15,000 people each week mm -hmm. and, in, you know, and really get that emotion that you get from a crowd, you know, involved in what we see at home. But, you know, when the crowds are there and when the crowds are involved, there's a whole different type of emotion. And I think, you know, sometimes as a writer, as a, as a booker, as a promoter, that can help your decision one way or the other as a company on, on you know, which way to go. You yeah. know, it makes a, it makes that, it makes that, swerve to the heel side so much better mm -hmm. but it also makes that face coming out on top so much sweeter so you know right now it's kind of a neutral if owens wins it's okay if rollins wins it's okay we can finish this up later on down the road maybe it's survivor series in november yeah well i think too man it just honestly like i said i think ko is going to win but it's going to kind of suck when he's like, it's my WrestleMania moment. Woo. And like, nobody's yeah. there. Yeah. Like, I, that that's was... the shitty part about this. So, yeah. yeah. I hope he gets his WrestleMania moment next year in front of yeah. a big crowd. 
So um, great discussion there, guys. So let's go ahead and go to the next match. We have the NXT Women's Championship. Rhea Ripley versus, woo, your queen and mine, Charlotte Flair. Chris Key. I am a huge Rhea Ripley guy. Okay. So here's why I picked Rhea to retain over Charlotte. And I'm going I'm to pose my reason in the form of a question and see what you guys say. Is this Jeopardy? Uh, sure. Okay. Sure. I'm, I can't do the Sean Connery thing. I was going to, but I can't do it. Um, what good does it do for that title, Charlotte Flair or Rhea Ripley, if Charlotte Flair wins it? Levi, do you have any thoughts on that? Oh, boy. I agree exactly where he's going with what he's saying right now because, like, ah, dude, okay, honestly, man, I think Charlotte's the better wrestler, more entertaining, but right now it's his NXT title we're talking about yes. here. There's yes. really no point for having Charlotte to have this unless if it's, you know, this will really put Ripley over big time if she goes 100%. over on Charlotte. So to talk about WrestleMania moment, this would be the WrestleMania moment of all this is is if Ripley wins they, this if, match. If Charlotte wins this match, They've completely dropped the ball on this one. Well, okay. So, Chris, to answer your question, what does it do if Charlotte Flair wins this match? Um, you know, it, it establishes the dominance of the Nature Boys prodigy. Even more it's so. It's already been done, though. It's already been done. And that's why I said Rhea Ripley. Attaboy. As, uh, so look, here's the deal. I think not, so this was like the missing piece. Like in golf, we have the grand slam and Arnie, he never got the PGA championship. Okay. He tried and tried and tried, came so close, never got it. This is the only title that Charlotte Flair does not have. And I think giving it to her would just be too, too soon. She needs to keep going. Sir. Charlotte is a former NXT women's champion. What was she was saying? There was something about she this. never held this specific belt. Yeah, she, she's already a former NXT Women's Champion. Right, right, right. But that that on a on some part of the programming, they were making a big deal about the motivation being she hasn't had this title. I think it was about around the Royal Rumble time or something. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know what they meant by that because like I said, when you when you go through, I mean she was a she was an NXT women's champion. I don't know, man. They they made a big deal about it and it stuck yeah, that's time. Weird. So I felt like the heat the the sizzle of her still wanting to fill in that gap in her resume, which may be just totally manufactured. Whatever. I, it stuck with me, and that was enough to tip the scale to Rhea Ripley. Um, I want Charlotte Flair to win just because I like uh, Charlotte Flair way more than Rhea Ripley. But, um, you know, I, I say give Rhea a chance, and let's see what she can do. Well, I think I think Rhea is really over right now. Oh, I yeah. Think in, well, I mean, in, in, there's no denying that NXT as a whole is freaking massive everywhere. And so... If Charlotte wins this match and she takes that title, it just 
you know, well, takes away everything that you spent the last year building for NXT women. Unless Charlotte is going to go spend time down in NXT. That's different. Yeah, well, if, but... she, if, she, if she wins the title, she would need to. Well, it just don't make sense right now for her no, to be down yeah. there. That's why. I get it. I'm just she saying. Be, like, I agree. Um, what's his face? Um, the demon. Um, yeah, Finn Balor. Finn Balor going down was a shock to a lot of people. If Charlotte went down, that would be a shock. But, you so, know, Finn Balor going down made sense when it happened. Because on the main roster, dude, he was. He, And, you know, by by going back down, and it's not even down to NXT, going back to NXT. Yeah, I don't mean to, that in a derogatory way. Well, no, I mean, I, I just needed to clarify for anyone. It's a, a step back. No, that's not what I'm saying, but. Yeah, I'm not saying that either. I just, you know, when they, when they, um, I don't know. Like, the crown jewels of WWE are definitely Raw and SmackDown on a weekly basis as far as their flagship shows. Raw is number one, SmackDown number two, and NXT number three. It's not a statement of of who's better or worse. Honestly, NXT shows week in and week out are probably better consistently than the other two shows put together. But yeah. in terms of what draws the fans and, and everything else... Um, you know, WWE is, is banking on the other two. So, um, oh, there's one, one, one point I want to bring to that is I, NXT does have the better shows, but it is still kind of looked at as like they're up and comers. However, yeah. it would make the only reason it would make sense to have Charlotte down there right now is if they want to maybe have her down there to build up, build up the rest of the women down there. Exactly. Kind of like, but the thing is, is uh, I, I don't think she belongs down there right now because I think she's got a place on TV with, you know, and the other two and the other two shows. She there's can do a really healthy bigger. women's division right now, and yeah. I, I could see there's a place for her, and then there's plenty of reason for her to go down and and develop some talent down there to to bring up with her next time. But either way, we've all picked Rhea Ripley, so. Let's see how it shakes out. Exactly. I hope we're right. <laughs> All right, dudes. Let's see here. Now, this is an interesting one. We've got a Boneyard match with Taker and AJ Styles. Chris Keith, you're up first, bro. Uh, I'm going dead, man. Um, Woo! I mean, it's WrestleMania, and he's lost twice in, uh, you know, 120 years at WrestleMania. I'd say the odds on Taker winning this match are more favorable than the odds on him losing to AJ Styles. Okay. To, yeah. Even before Tampa was canceled, I would have had a really hard time getting it. And actually, this was kind of leaked that it was going to happen before Tampa was canceled. I was not excited about this particular matchup. I, I don't believe right now at Taker's age and all the injuries that he's had that AJ Styles was the right matchup for Taker. I just don't. All right. Excellent. 
Levi McDaniel. Let's see what you got. Oh, we got Taker. Dude, I think, honestly, man, like, do you remember at Crown Jewel when Brock just killed um, the small guy, Ricochet? Yeah, oh my God. I think, dude, Taker's, like, getting limited. I think he's just going to go out there and lay the boots to AJ, and for some reason they're going to really stick it to AJ. I, I, I feel like there's no way they can have a good match with Taker's age and the style, different clash of styles. I feel like this is going to have to be a quick match. It's like back way back when I think it was like almost every WrestleMania has like a really quick match on the card. I feel like this is going to be a big entrance. And then, um, dude, I think he's just going to squash him. Was it three or four years ago? He absolutely like in what? 30 seconds squashed Cena. Exactly. And also too, man, like I remember when Sheamus squashed, Daniel Bryan at WrestleMania. And that's like seconds or something. Yeah, and that shouldn't have happened, man. Like, but this is like what are they gonna do? What is AJ gonna be able to do in there with Taker? I I don't see anything, so I I wish they could have an awesome match like a video game, but I don't see that happening. Alright. So look guys, this is one um I wish I didn't say this. This is uh Oh no! Yeah, I, I'm actually going Styles on this, <laughs> and I do not like Styles at all. Okay, you think Taker's going to give him the the push then? Yeah. Uh, here's the deal. I thought about you know how many times has Undertaker been retiring, and how many more times can he do this? Look. Didn't he put his boots in the middle of the ring with his hat? Like, was it a year or two no, ago? No, it, was, it, was the, it was the coat, the hat, and the gloves. Yeah. Yeah, like, I mean, he's supposed to be gone. And yet yeah. he's back for a, a stupid angle with uh, AJ Styles. They've been calling each other by their real names, bringing in spouses. It's so dumb. And actually, you know what? I don't know if you noticed this, but on my, on my little note here, it says, who cares? I agree with that. Like, yeah, no, huh. I, I, you know what? If you want, this could have been a good nostalgia match. Leave AJ out of it. Bring Sting in. Let's have yeah. 10, 12 minutes. Everybody pops for the entrances. Yeah. Everybody pops at the end. And then we, then okay, that was cool. That was our nostalgia moment. But I don't. There's no way this can be a wrestling match. That's why they had to make it a, a boneyard match. And that's where I was going to go with this, this boneyard match. You know, you talk about what can what can Taker do. I think this boneyard is going to be whether it's like graves or other things in the arena, um, tombstones and whatnot. I'm just guessing, but I, I feel like they're going to be just brawling out of the ring and. That's how they're going to do this. The, the the thing in my mind right now that I'm worried about is I don't see – I mean, like, AJ Styles can't do the Styles clash on Undertaker. No. So I don't think so. I don't know. Like, it, it, that's the bit of logic that I wish I had had a little while ago, you know, yesterday when I was making my picks. But um, maybe he'll come up with some other way to beat him. Uh, I'm I'm going with uh, I'm going well, with. I mean, I it's probably you, you're going to have some Gallows and Anderson involved. 
Yeah. Well, does that mean... I think we're getting... Does that that mean Taker might have Kane or something else show up? Probably not. that's what I'm thinking. Well, we're going to get the American badass Taker, I'm pretty sure. I don't, yep. I don't, I don't think we're getting the Undertaker. I think we're getting the the American badass based on right. based on his promo from Monday. I think that's what we're gonna get, which is cool. You know what? We haven't seen it in a really long time, and we've probably got one to three more years of WrestleMania with him. Period. Um, well, I think it should be zero. And he, I just, I love Undertaker. I really do. But like, dude. Don't get hurt any more than you already are. Like you, you retired the Undertaker, and I get it. It's kind of like when uh, Superman died in one universe, and you bring he's alive in another alternate reality. Don't don't pull this stuff. Oh well, I've got like so. What if Mick Foley was around? Would he? Oh, I, I retired Cactus Jack, but I'm still mankind. Like no, Can't, I don't like that. No, I, I think it's a thing that WWE is doing now. I was at. Mania last year, and when Thugonomics John Cena came out, and everybody largely, you know, it was kind of a really mixed reaction, and it wasn't the the normal Cena reaction of Cena sucks, let's go Cena. It was who really cares, and what the hell is this? <laughs> yeah. See, my thing on this man with Taker is this: like his entrance is still going to be awesome, no matter if he's a hundred oh. years old. Absolutely. And I think, I think that as long as they feel like they can draw money with him based off of him just walking down and killing somebody, I think they're going to let him do that maybe once or twice a year as long as he can physically do it. But I think, honestly, man, if AJ went over somehow, this would be great for AJ. But unfortunately, I mean, I can see what you're saying, Mike. Like, um, this, It would make sense to somehow have AJ win for AJ's career because AJ's on there every week. But I just don't see how physically they're going to have a good match for one. And for two, what the hell is AJ going to do to put Taker away? Like, I don't know. This will be whatever. This is just one of those matches. Like, I watch Survivor every week. Do you guys watch that show? No, I don't stay current on it, man. I used to, but haven't watched it this season. Are we on, like, Survivor 742 by now? Uh, I think 32. But uh, the... uh, the thing is, every week somebody gets voted off the island. And actually, I call my dad every week, and we try and pick who's going to get voted off of the island. And they, they do some funny things to make you think one thing, and then creative editing, it's really this guy or girl getting voted off. And with Styles, I just feel like everybody is going to be pulling for Taker. And that's all the more reason to let Styles win. And uh-oh. Now, go. You finish your thought, and then I just had one hit me. Uh, no, no, no. You, you go ahead, Chris. Let me lay it on me. No, we were talking about uh, is Kane gonna pop out, or what's gonna happen? What? Michelle McCool is gonna be involved somehow. No, <laughs> that's great. No, seriously, she's in every promo. Every that promo. AJ or Taker have done. She's the focal point. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe he'll give her the Styles Clash. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Who it knows? just hit me. I'm like, Jesus, she's been the focal point of the whole thing. And the good thing is, is if uh, Taker does the do the American Badass gimmick, that means he's going over with the 
the last ride, dude, the fucking power bomb instead Absolutely, of the tombstone. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. Fair we'll enough. see. We'll just see. Hopefully right. it's good. Well, gentlemen, let's go to the next match. We've got about five more left. Edge versus Randy Orton, RKO. Let's hear it, Chris Keith. <clears throat> this is the match that I'm more I'm just most excited for this match. Really? This yeah. One, dude, I can't imagine Edge having to having to be forced to give it up for nine years and then being able and come back and still be able to go. Right? And yeah. then through the years, if you look at Randy Orton. A motivated Randy Orton is amazing. If he believes in a storyline and if he's 100% bought into what's going on, Randy Orton is amazing. Then you factor in that these guys are legends and they're best friends and they're going to want to go out and absolutely blow it out of the water. I think this is my match of the night. And unpopular opinion, I'm picking Orton to win it. Chris Keith, Randy Orton. Very good. Dude, this is the first time I've really met Chris, man. I like him because I agree, man. I'm I'm looking forward to this fucking match, dude. I think this is going to be like a barn burner because, like we said, <laughs> like we said, though, Edge, Edge has not been on there forever. But you know what that means. He's laying at home with all these ideas in his head. He's, yes. he's ready to come out and just slay it and kill it. And Orton's going to – Orton knows that the fans – probably want Edge to win, and Orton's going to show, hey, I haven't been anywhere. I've been the man. I haven't got the credit I deserve. I'm going to come out, and I'm going to lay – I mean, it's going to be a, a rough and tough, pretty good match, I think. Yeah, Looking forward to I, it. I think it's going to be fire from start to finish. I do, too. All right. So, um, so you two, buddy, buddy. Yeah. Um, I swear we we didn't call each other before this, man. We just met today. Yeah. You know, I I'm gonna have to screen my panelists a little better next time. <laughs> but um, all I'm gonna say is, you got room for one more? Because hey, I'm yeah. Three. All right, boys. I think uh, I think the popular. But come on. Huh. No, I said, come on with us. Yeah, I think uh, I think Edge winning would be like really fun and and all that. But I think the the heat if if Edge is going to be around more than just you know once a year, this is great to get get a really true. I mean, just a blazing hot feud between the two of them that they can revisit in a in a couple months and build up for the next few weeks. So I think. Um, I think Orton's going to win it, and you know he'll probably be yelling things like "I'm going to retire you again" and and all this stuff, and it's going to be great. So uh, I'm not the biggest Randy Orton fan, to be honest. Um, I, I like him a lot, man, and I feel yeah. like he, uh, dude, all these years everyone says Cena, Cena, Cena. Well, Orton's been there just as long, and he doesn't get enough credit because he's there week in, week out, and he's had some really great matches, man. But uh, and fuck, it's not man. like he's a two-time champion either. Like he's yeah. up there. He's up there with Triple H. He's up there with Cena, Flair. You know, was he? At, he's at thirteen or fourteen. 14, yeah, and I, I feel think. like he's really been overlooked these past few years for as much experience as he's got. You know, they they don't consider him one of their top guys, and he definitely should be. 
hey, uh, nothing against his wrestling ability. It's just that I always found myself rooting for the face when he was wrestling. So um, that means he's doing his job as a heel. Absolutely. He's doing what he's supposed to do. Absolutely. All right, guys. Another unique match here. We've got the Firefly Funhouse match. The Fiend versus You Can't See Me, John Cena. Chris Keith, I can see you. What do you got? <laughs> Are you sure? How about now? Uh, yeah, I can still see you. Oh, no. Okay. Oh. I, I, I'm going with The Fiend. Okay. And here's why. Kind of almost like my my thought about Charlotte Flair. If Cena wins this match, mm -hmm. what in the holy hell are we doing with Bray Wyatt? It's it, it's like Bray Wyatt 2.0. Is it every time this man wins a title, he immediately loses it and it gets buried? I was one. I. anyway. Hey, Chris, felt, you froze up on us there. What'd you say? I said, I was, I'm one that has never felt and don't feel that The Fiend needed a title. I feel okay. like he should be one of those guys who we don't see a lot of, and when we do see him, he comes in and does like an Undertaker type deal. So I felt they put the belt on him way early because he was extremely hot. Okay. However, I don't feel that losing it to Bill Goldberg was the way to go. And I feel like because he lost it to Bill Goldberg, if he loses to John Cena, well then shit, let's just pull him off TV altogether. Yeah. That sounds like a great idea. Levi McDaniel. Oh! <laughs> hey. Levi just said, Chris, you can't see me. <laughs> I wish Dude, I hadn't. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I feel like everything Chris said was true, definitely. I agree with, like, what the fuck are they doing with him? Because his match with Goldberg, you know how Goldberg... That was like a video game, dude. They were only finishers in that match. Spear, 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 mandible claw, reverse, spear, jackhammer, it's over. Yeah. Like, like a video game. Okay. Well, that shows we're going to talk about Goldberg in a little bit, so I'll hold off on him. But, like, okay, if that was him and Goldberg, and Cena is supposed to be one of the greatest Hulk Hogan type of wrestlers, unfortunately, I just, there's no really reason other than to have Cena there to make money because he's not a full time guy. I feel like they're going to turn Cena into, like, The Undertaker now, who just, or Goldberg or Lesnar, who just shows up part time and he just wins every time because it's John Cena. I mean,. That's what WWE seems to do with any guy that has a big name. So I feel like, unfortunately for The Fiend, like, I don't know what they're going to do with him. I, I feel like Cena is going to be like the new Cena or, uh, I mean, uh, Lesnar or, or gimmick like Goldberg or Undertaker, just a part-timer that always wins. I, I would say he, it's going to be more more like a uh, an Undertaker-type deal. Just show up for one to two pay-per-views. And draw money, and that's it. Tiger Woods in golf there for a little while. He only showed up to play major. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's all he could qualify for. Um, no, I'm just kidding. But um, I'll fight our, you on that one. What? I said I'll. 
You froze up, Chris. He said he'll fight you for that one. Okay. You're going to fight me on that one? Um, Yeah. Hey, look, I'll tell you what. Tiger Woods, um, I don't like him as a person at all, but it's amazing what he has done over the past year or whatever, um, coming back from all these surgeries and stuff. So I give him a hell of a lot of credit. I don't want to see him. Um, did he break the record? Did he tie the record or break it? It's tied. Yeah, I don't want him to break it. Tying it. It's like Rick Flair 16 times. Well, you know, this is a different podcast, but he's going to break it. I, I know he will, but I'm just saying. Uh, at the very least, he better not win 18 majors. So um, here's my deal. This match... Um, Levi, you you might remember this. Chris, you wouldn't have known this unless you went back and watched some of the previous podcasts. Um, Jeff the Ref was the biggest Bray Wyatt fan on the face of the planet. I am very low on the list of Bray Wyatt fans on the planet. Your Chris Keith, your your thoughts about uh, what are they going to do if? If Bray loses, it's basically sending him off a of TV. That works for me 110%. I don't enjoy watching Bray Wyatt wrestle. He's had one good match where I was like, man, that was that was a hell of a good match. Everything else, I just don't like um, for one reason or another. So it pains me to say this, okay? But for for my, my good friend, the ref, and he's, he's going to get a kick out of this, I'm I'm picking Bray Wyatt. Okay, I don't think I don't think Cena being a part timer is yeah he's he's like Levi said he's like the Hulk Hogan of our generation or this generation and uh, having having him lose it's like a fine balance between he's losing to one of the greatest names in WWE history but at the same time he's losing to a guy who's more focused on movies right now. Than, and and um, not being in the wrestling ring every week, so I think I think this is probably going to be Bray's last chance. Um, they took the belt away, as you said, really quick with Goldberg, and um, I forgot who won it before that when he had it. But um, you know, let's. What was that? I said, didn't Cena take it from him the first time he had it? I think so. I think so. I think Cena took it from him the first time. I probably didn't watch the match close enough to because I didn't care enough <laughs> about. Uh, so I, I picked the Fiend. Um, I hope it's a great match. And you know what I was kind of hoping for? What if the Fiend somehow recruits Cena? into his fold and Cena becomes like a regular on the fun house somehow. So you don't have to be there every week. You can just film his little thing and, and uh, do something like if he, if he goes heel or, or somehow dark with, uh, with this, that could be interesting. It would be interesting. I always wanted to see John Cena wearing an NWO shirt there for a little bit. <laughs> I did. Just one of those things, black and white. Mm-hmm. That would be something. 
right, dudes, we got three matches left. Let's let's go through this. Raw Women's Championship, Becky Lynch, the man, versus Shayna Baszler. Who you got? Chris Keith. Earlier when I was writing down my picks, I wasn't sure about it. I wrote it down, and then I just left it, and I came back to it later. And I'm still not 100% sure. Either. But I picked Shayna Baszler. Okay. Shana. To take the title. Um, I, I think that they have built her into a more dominant, physically imposing female superstar than Ronda Rousey or anyone else they had built into that role. Okay. And I think maybe somewhere down the road, yeah. Shayna Baszler title match. Say that again, Shayna Baszler. Did you say Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler? I did. I did. Oh. I said maybe somewhere, somewhere down the road, we get Ronda Rousey versus Shayna Baszler somewhere. All right, that would be cool. Levi McDaniel, let's hear what you got, bro. Uh oh, we got hey. a hey, man. This club just had a little uh, vacancy. I feel like this, man. I feel like what Chris was saying was true, how they're building up Shayna. But I feel like this is what they were doing. They were building her up all year just to lose to Becky at WrestleMania so it would put her over even stronger. Um, last year was the women's revolution with uh, the main event of WrestleMania being the women's match. Um, I feel like this is just going to put Becky over that much stronger by beating Shayna because Shayna's been destroying every woman she faces. So... I feel like uh, they'll keep it with uh, Becky for now. That's just my view on that. All right, very good. Well, I'll tell you what. Um, you know, Chris, we've known each other a long time, brother, and uh, I think it's I think it's time that uh, two former golf professionals break out some seven irons on Levi's kneecaps and. Uh, <laughs> We're going with Shayna Baszler. Now, look, I hate Shayna Baszler's character. I really do. Same. I think it's stupid. And I, I hated that whole gimmick of her ripping a chunk out of Becky's Oh, neck. God. Um, Levi, you may remember on uh, on our podcast, on a previous episode where we were talking about this, and, and I brought up the, the thought of, okay, so she just ripped a chunk out of Becky Lynch's neck. So she's going to need to have surgery, and then probably cosmetic surgery. And, and how long is this thing really going to take to heal? And it's been a little while. It's been a month and a half. But I don't think necessarily that would have been enough time for this to heal. And maybe they'll revisit it. I don't know. But I, um, I think this whole angle is dumb. And, um, you know, Shannon Baszler, I, I like Ronda Rousey way better only because, like, Ronda Rousey didn't have to rely on something like that that spot with the 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 flesh eating part of it. Like it and you Levi, you remember me saying uh uh Shayna was trying to be a uh female Mike Tyson? Yeah. Um you know, it's good for shock value, but is it good for storytelling? I don't know. And well, so I don't even think that 
I didn't hear you. I said, I don't even think that was good for shock value. I said, I think more people were probably sitting around trying to think of what the fuck. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, That's my thing, man. I feel like they've really been building up this kind of trying to build the feud and they've been, you know, Shayna killed everybody in Elimination Chamber. I feel like, you know, if the man goes over on her, that just makes Becky that much stronger. So that's my main reason for feeling this way about it. I just, I just looked at it like they had been um, building up Shayna, building up Shayna, and Becky has already, she's already been the the top of the mountain for a long time. And I think if they put Shayna over this will launch the two of them into a story that will have legs for a long time. So that's all I was thinking on that. Um, All right. With no further ado, let's talk about the Universal Championship. We have uh, (laughs) Goldberg and what used to be Roman Reigns, but now has been changed to Braun Strowman. All right. Let's hear it, Chris Keith. Um. It, it, you'll just have to excuse my enthusiasm and my. <laughs> Calm down, Chris. Calm down. Call it. Um, I I picked Braun Strowman. Okay, Braun Strowman. But here, Goldberg wins this match and retains this title. I I don't. I don't throw around the word buried often, but Strowman has now will now have effectively lost the IC title to Sami Zayn. Yeah. And then will have effectively lost the universal title to a 53-year-old part-timer who is still jacked for 53. You know, still looks good, but is clearly not the same guy in the ring as evidenced by the jackhammer with the fiend. Um, You know, so I just feel like if this is your last shot with Braun Strowman, Mm -hmm. this is the last chance you get to make him a legitimate champion. And if you don't do it now, then he's mid-card to to match one from here on out. Oof. Okay, that's uh, dire circumstances. The uh, big consequences here, for Braun Strowman. And I hope he's listening to this. Uh, I was pleading more in that in those thoughts than I was preaching. <laughs> Thank you. All right, go. <laughs> no. <laughs> All right. I, I feel like, dude, I feel like this was going to be – honestly, man, I don't think Roman Reigns is scared about the coronavirus. I think that's all a work. I feel like they knew that this was going to be the chance to take the belt off Goldberg and give to Roman Reigns, but they said, we cannot do this with no fans. We need to save this for a bigger moment. This is the huge match. Now, I feel like Braun is being the replacement. Same thing. Hopefully, we get a better match out of these two than we did the Fiend and Goldberg. Somehow, I think they're just going to keep putting this off. They're going to try to keep Braun at the top if they can somehow, but they need to. But this, this dude, I think the WrestleMania this year is so forced, and it's it's like no fans really kills everything. I feel like uh, 
I don't see the title changing. Is I mean, I don't see them doing that big of a title change with no fans. And I really feel like this was going to be Roman Reigns' spot, and that's why he he pulled out because there's no fans. I don't think it has anything to do with the virus. Wow. So I think they're going to wow. delay it, and I think they're going to give the match to Roman Reigns against Goldberg down the line where Roman goes over on Goldberg. But um, I think that's the only reason why Goldberg's retaining. And I yeah. do agree I this could this could take Braun down a notch or two. They're really going to have to um, yeah. they're going to have to have him kill people again up until they do something with him again. But I don't know. We'll see what happens. I guess. No, it's probably not going to be a good match. Too much. But what one of the things I thought about was when I picked Strowman was Strowman's best feud that he's ever really had as an individual was with Roman Reigns. Yeah. And so, you know, this can bring that back up and Roman can take it from Braun. But that they happen. had they had a really good feud. When it was in the moment, I got tired of it. But when I look back on the feud that those two had, it was really good, actually. And I kind of missed that. Yeah, I agree with you on that, dude. And I also think, dude, long-term booking for WWE, um, eventually Goldberg's going to be out of the picture. They're going to milk it as long as they can get away with it. Um, I feel like he's going to be out of the picture. Lesnar's going to be out of the picture eventually, too. And I feel like the future, who they want to be the top guys, is going to be Roman Reigns and Braun and maybe the fiend i don't know but i mean they're gonna try to milk they're gonna milk lesnar and goldberg as long as they can i feel like oh, and if, oh yeah so well, i feel right. like they're saving it for roman and Bra uh roman and goldberg to do this later on i really do yeah you may be right though spear versus spear i mean that had a nice ring to it and, and look here we've got a 50 50 uh split between the panel um, I'm going to tip the scales, and Chris Keith, giddy up. Hey, we did it again. We did it again. You know, here's the deal. You guys you guys both brought up great points. Um, I just look at it like Goldberg's a part-timer, and what, would he come back for SummerSlam? Maybe, but... Having the belt on Goldberg at all really isn't doing anything for the title. It doesn't do anything for Goldberg. Um, to me, it's it's just hiding that belt away from the roster. And so I just I want to see it on Braun Strowman. He can lose it to Roman Reigns. That's fine. And you know what? Roman and Goldberg could still have a match down the road. There's no rules saying they couldn't. But um, it doesn't have to be for the title. I'm going with uh, Braun, and that's the bottom line because Big Mike said so. So <laughs> um, now, what I would like to see. Well, anyway, we'll come back to that. All right. So last match, we have the WWE Championship: Brock Lesnar versus Drew McIntyre. This is it, boys. This is, I believe, the the creme de la creme main event. Uh, this is this is it. Last last chance to dance. What do you got, Chris Keith? You know, so we've been all three have talked about potentially wasted WrestleMania moments this year. Um, you know, big moments for different superstars that are are or could potentially happen. Nobody. 
So I think that this is going to be one of those moments. And unfortunately, I think Drew McIntyre is going to win his first title in front of nobody. Wow. Levi's smiling. He went Lesnar. I did, but uh, I went for Brock, man. But I was laughing because if Drew does win, it's just going to be like suck for him. Like no fans. That's why I was laughing. I feel like, dude, I just feel like with no crowd, like I feel like the future is, you know, Roman Reigns, um, Drew McIntyre. They're probably going to try to keep him up there and Braun. But I just feel like with no crowd, it's not going to solidify that moment. So I don't I think Brock's going to beat him, man. That's basically the same as Goldberg match. I think Brock's going to win just the same. But that's about it. I don't think I don't think if if McIntyre loses to Brock, that's not in oh. my mind as devastating to him mm-hmm. as it is for Strowman to lose to Bill Goldberg. Yes. Like if 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 because what we know about McIntyre and Lesnar is that they're going to go out there and beat the living shit out of each other, <laughs> and it's going to be a pretty good match. Yeah. And so if McIntyre loses that, then eh, you know okay, it was it, we got what we thought we. Were Right. Absolutely. Well, and and I could flip that around and say the same thing. You know, if he claymores him 10 times and, <laughs> you know, and McIntyre leaves with the title, then, uh, hey, okay, it's still good. So. All right. Guys, you, you've been excellent guests and uh, panelists on the, the show this week. Before Before I give you my pick, I just wanted to say thank you very much. Um, I really do appreciate your insight, and um, I'm gonna I'm gonna end the pick'em with the with the final pick here, and I'm ready. I'm going Brock Lesnar. So here's- oh, see, this is the typical heel move right there. You led me along, let me led me on all this time, and turned on me in the end. That is exactly right, Chris Keith. I got your trust back. You know, we had a rocky patch there for a while, but then I got my steel chair and just bashed you right over the head. I did, man. I feel, I feel like you're Seth Rollins. You just hit me from behind with a chair. Okay. I mean, uh, hey, you know, the, uh, the shield breaks up from time to time. Um, so all I'm going to say is Brock Lesnar, I think, is going to win this. And the reason I picked Brock was – um, I wasn't thinking of it along the lines of, of, you know, Drew needs to have the crowd there and get his moment. Because honestly, I think if Drew McIntyre had the chance to win this match, if they said, you're going over tonight, he doesn't care. Like, he'll be happy to have the belt and everything that goes along with it. And he can have other matches with crowds, and that'll be fine. Um, like any any guy that would say now Roman Reigns he's been champion multiple times you know he's he's on a different level I think than Drew McIntyre in his career so maybe maybe Roman Reigns said eh I want to wait till till there's a crowd personally I don't I don't go that route but I think if Drew McIntyre had that chance he'd say I you can you can um, have me win in a parking lot or in a backyard. So I don't care. Just give me the belt and let me have that on my resume. But I think Brock Lesnar winning does a lot more because um, Drew can 
can still have that fire and um, keep keep building up the 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 feud between them because really other than Royal Rumble it's been kind of sparse like other than other than Paul Heyman coming out and talking and then an occasional like scuffle it's not really been anything to speak of so um, I just felt like Brock Lesnar he always wins he always runs and hides with the belt and then he'll come back in a month or so but maybe this Maybe this feud will have some legs, and they can they can keep Drew Lesnar in the title. I mean, uh, Drew Lesnar, Drew McIntyre in the uh, in the uh, title hunt, but string him along for a little while. Yeah, I don't know. I, mean, I, I can definitely make cases and see both sides. Yeah. All right. So um, this is our our sheet. You like, are you impressed, guys? I made a spreadsheet. Nice. Yeah, so um, what we'll do is, obviously, we're going to watch Saturday and Sunday, and then um, next week, we'll have the roundtable, and the three of us will be back on here going over the results, and we will crown our champion once we know uh, how it all shakes out. Um, the one thing I was going to say earlier, right, I'm going to pose a question to you guys, and then I'll, I'll answer it myself after you guys have. If there was one thing that could happen at WrestleMania, like if you if you had a magic genie in a bottle and you rub that bottle and it says, Chris or Levi, you get one wish for WrestleMania, what would you want to have happen? Go ahead, man. You froze up on me there. Finish the rest of the question. Oh, it was just, if you had a genie in a bottle, and you can make one wish. What one wish would you make for something to happen at WrestleMania? I know my answer. Do you want me to go first? Yeah, go ahead. You go ahead. I, yeah, yeah. I think, dude, it would just be for this coronavirus to not be here so we could have the audience and have the whole WrestleMania experience. That would be my one wish. Okay, I'll, I'm talking about like in the <laughs> wrestling world. I, I honestly was trying. I was thinking the same thing. Because <laughs> that's a killer, man. To me, it just kills it the whole I vibe. I swear to you, that's exactly what I was sitting here thinking. Okay, like, well, I feel like a jerk with my answer, so maybe I just won't tell mine. <laughs> uh, in in the story in the world of wrestling, like let's let's take the coronavirus out of the picture. <laughs> If there was one thing you could do, what would it be for WrestleMania? Oh, jeez. Right, now I got to think about it. Do you it. want me to go, guys? I'll go. Go ahead, yeah. All right, I'm going to write it down. Take the lead on this one. You've been going last all night. Yeah, that's right. Um, let's see. Where am I going to go? Here it is. Okay. Uh -oh. All right, here it is, boys. Oh, okay. All right. CM Punk. I don't think it's going to happen, but if I could have CM Punk come in and hit the go to sleep on Brock Lesnar, that would be insane. Okay. Well, All you right. said you, you said. Uh, that would be pretty insane, man. I mean, if he came out and beat Brock, did that to Brock Lesnar, that means Drew McIntyre is going over. 
for the title. I mean, he'd have to, right? Yeah, but I'm just saying, like, um, that would be the kind of pop that would people would forget about no audience in a heartbeat. True. Well, you got yeah. mine beat because no, I already are. thought of something. All right, what do you got? Uh, well, someone might not like me for this, but the quickest thing that came to my mind was the Kabuki Warriors match, man. Maybe like a wardrobe malfunction and we get to see Asuka's top come off. I guess I said it, man. Well, that would, that would be my froze, genie in the... You froze up. I didn't get to hear what you said. <laughs> I said my genie in the bottle wish would be the Kabuki Warriors match, dude. Asuka's top pops off, dude. And then there we go. <laughs> hey man oh, wow. we just brought the ratings up for this show no yeah, maybe. i don't know man maybe i i didn't well. think too seriously but that would be pretty cool i'm just gonna say hey you know what the, the views, my crush I, I did forget to mention that the views and the opinions of our guests are the views and opinions <laughs> of the guests and do not reflect the ref's round table or Mike Kelleher. <laughs> well, what what right. would uh what would the ref what would his uh, genie in the bottle wish be? Um. Well, number one, he he whatever whatever it would be, it would be Bray Wyatt winning every match somehow. Like he's in every single match, even the women's matches, and he somehow wins. Um. No, but seriously, I would say um, he would want. Um, he would love seeing CM Punk come back, but then he would also say somebody like having Jeff Hardy come in and do something crazy, like with Edge, like come in and somehow fuck up Orton. Um, something like that. That'd be cool, too. Okay. Or Keith Lee from uh, NXT doing something. Uh, so, Keith, all right. I'm a Keith Lee guy. Well, he's, you guys kind of have similar names, so I could see why. He's got a good name, man. Yeah, well, <laughs> you know. uh, so... <laughs> Chris, you got anything? Yeah, I do. I do. And I'm going to go with the Taker match on this one. Um, you know, because AJ is going to have his burial plot there that supposedly Michelle McCool picked out. And let's say this is ta this is how Taker actually may ride off into the sunset. Let's say he gets buried in this plot. Mm -hmm. I just think it would be ridiculously cool and symbolic if somewhere looking over top of it was Sting. Whoa! Woo! Just, just standing there in the rafters like you used to, overlooking it. So, and what then if, that's it. What if uh, Sting's... What if uh, AJ puts Undertaker in the grave and then he gives a good wink to McCool and she jumps on the back of his motorcycle and they take off out of the arena? <laughs> Well, are they going to? Do they? Pick I'm getting Oscar squirrely, guys. The it's the out? end of the night. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Maybe. All right. This is this is quickly deteriorating, um, guys. Excellent hey, real, job this real week. Real quick before we go. Yeah. Real quick before we go. Little trivia question for you because huh? we're talking about McIntyre not winning. Who was the last Royal Rumble winner? Okay. Male Royal Rumble winner, not to. Not to what? Not to win the title at WrestleMania. Woo! Um, do you know, Levi? 
Uh, I'm trying to think real quick. No. Um, I'm trying to think of who won the most recent, who won the Royal Rumbles. Like, I know some of the older guys. Um, I was thinking John Cena, man, had one that he won and he didn't win the title later, but I'm probably off, dude. I don't know. I know he has one. Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm drawing a blank. It was the 2018 Rumble winner, Shinsuke Nakamura. Uh, oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, yep. Very good. Consequently, that same year, Asuka won the Women's Rumble and lost at Mania. Hell of a match, though. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, she's awesome, man. Definitely. Well, guys, um, let's go ahead and we're going to wrap things up here. Um, I'm going to give you each a chance to just kind of say any closing thoughts and then plug your social media or other other things if you want to. Um, Chris, why don't you go ahead and start us off? I'll, I'll just kind of follow up with something. You know, in the beginning of this one, I think right now we've got a lot of people that sit at home because we have to, um, and they stay in front of a t- or in front of a com- and complain profusely about wrestling companies, not just WWE, but dominantly. Mm-hmm. The product that they're putting out instead of just. Take a step back. Let's take a deep breath. And let's understand that because of them, we still are getting on a weekly basis. Brings all of us together. All love to watch and that we love to talk about. And that's professional wrestling. So I I do believe that as a, you know, world, I mean, wrestling is on a global scale. It's not even a, a nation type deal. We need to just be thankful that they're still making efforts to bring it to. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, like I said before, Chris, like you were, you had that really uh, positive and refreshing outlook on on the whole situation, and um, I know that I appreciate it and have have uh, like I'm always a pretty positive person, um, but you know, I was I was one of those people that was kind of. Focusing on what was WWE doing wrong as opposed to thank God that they they are still trying and still, I mean, like, how could they have known how to handle this? And, and they're trying to figure it out. Um, we have right now about 10 to 12 hours worth of programming between WWE and AEW, not even counting other stuff on TV. Um, so... That's that's a there's a lot out there for people to get some sort of relief and distraction and entertainment from. So good on you for uh, reminding us that of that and uh, and and making sure that we uh, keep that in mind. So um, UEW, do you want to plug uh, UEW for us? And um, you know United Elite Wrestling. You know mm-hmm. we're based here in Richmond, Virginia. Um, check us out on Facebook at United Elite. Wrestling. We're on Twitter at United Elite WRE1. Okay, and I will say, 
for those that listened last week to the podcast with Chris Keith, um, you know, he, he mentioned that he had posted the uh, sledge and um, who, who were the other guys in the match? Damian Wayne. Damian Wayne is our champion. Yes. The triple threat match against Sledge Gibson and Rock Richards on. You know, I'm, I'm just going to say, like, that was one amazing match. Um, it was the camera is, is got a great view of the ring. And the the moves that these guys pulled off, they some of them were not um, like they did this. I, I called it a three man weave. Um, it was really awesome how they worked together, and um, I, I loved that match. And I can't wait to see the follow up match. So if nobody's watched it yet, please go to the UEW Facebook or uh, uh, is it on YouTube as well? Uh, not yet. We're developing our YouTube channel. Okay, so go to Facebook and watch it because it's it's so entertaining. I watched it twice actually. So, um, nice. yeah. So, um, all right, Levi McDaniel, all the way out in Iowa, doesn't like Seth Rollins. So, uh, tell me. <laughs> Guess what? I don't like Seth Rollins, but I do like Damian Wayne. I know who he is. So, oh, there you go. Yeah. I don't personally know him just because of our location, dude, but he's an old-school wrestler that's been around for a long time on the Indies. And I've always uh, – any matches I've seen of him, I like his work. So I think you got a good guy out there what, with man. him. Yeah, while we're talking about him, he's he is 5,000% nothing but a class act. Yeah. Um, and it – it's it's been amazing to work with him and see what – you know. To just see what he does for the people that are in the ring with him. Right. You know, it, it, it's not about him at this stage of the game. And, I, you know, I don't think it ever was. But, you know, we're lucky to have him. We're lucky to have our title on. Yeah. No, I think that's awesome, man. I'm glad you've heard of him and glad you know, know about the guy. Oh, dude, I watch a lot of wrestling from everywhere. Most people out here probably, I mean, I don't think he's really worked out in my area, but... Like, for the Southeast wrestlers, I know he's one of the best out there. So, that's pretty cool you got him. Um, I'd say for me, man, too, like, this whole thing with, like, what Chris was saying with WWE, um, it's just awesome that they're still making it happen somehow, some way. Like, it, it'd be a bummer for a lot of people, I think, if they would cancel. There's a lot of negativity going on with the fans, but overall, it's still a positive thing that they're putting this together, and they're going to have WrestleMania, despite... You know, not having a crowd, but um, yeah. Other than that, um, I got a website, LeviMcDaniel.com. Uh, YouTube's Levi McDaniel, and Facebook, I'm on there. Same name, Levi McDaniel, and yeah, you can check me out if you guys want. Whoever's watching, so I had a good time on here tonight, and hopefully WrestleMania will go good, and it'll be fun watching um, WrestleMania and thinking about our picks. So it'll be a good time. Absolutely. Um... Well, Levi, I'll, I'll vouch for you, too. I went on YouTube, and I watched a bunch of your matches, and, uh, you know, they were a lot of fun. And I would love to see you wrestle live. So, you know, who knows? Maybe we can get you out in our neck of the woods at some point when you're on your way to Puerto Rico or coming back. Um, Always, man. Where there's a will, there's a way. So that's the thing. Yeah. Like, I haven't really been to the East Coast. Like, the furthest east I've been is, like, I think Ohio somewhere. Oh, wow. But most of the time, like, 
for me in Iowa, it'd be like heading south toward Texas mm-hmm. or or heading west or heading north. But yeah, or as far as west or as far east as I normally go is somewhere in Illinois, so like Chicago area. But that's just the way wrestling works, man. You know, got got a lot of different local indies and economically it doesn't always make sense for a promoter to just bring in a guy from the, the Midwest. And that's kind of like maybe where I live has been a downfall, but also it's uh, not the worst thing in the world either, you know? So, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's what I what say. Maybe, maybe we can, uh, maybe we can um, see you perform in ring in person if you're coming to or from Puerto Rico. Um, Cause that way you know, you'll have to come East at some point. So uh, yeah. yeah. But we'll anyway, you know, we'll figure that out. So uh, you've got your Facebook and website and, and everything else. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, just Levi McDaniel, man. And if anybody gets on my Facebook, there should be links to that right off there. So awesome. Well, um, everybody, uh, you can find me on Facebook, Michael Kelleher. And uh, you can find me on Instagram as MK333 or uh, Hi-Fi Mike RVA. Um, I'm really into music and records, um, so I post a lot of records and cat stuff. Anybody that follows me on Facebook, they know I love my cat videos. So uh, there's a lot of cool cat stuff on uh, on my Facebook, I mean on my Instagram. And uh, you can see me on a TV show called Legacy List with Matt Paxton. It's on PBS, so please check your local listings. It's showing all over the country. And um, if you can't find it in your neck of the woods on TV, shoot me a message and I'll help you find it uh, streaming or, or send you some links. But uh, Legacy List with Matt Paxton. We're actually, uh, I think just just uh, today or yesterday, I think we got a contract for season two. So we are uh, just waiting for things to calm down so we can start filming. Nice. That's good, man. Yeah. So uh, so that's, that's where we're at. Um, I do want to say that, uh, as a reminder, we are going to have a follow-up to this podcast where we go through the matches and just go over the results and uh, berate the hell out of whoever loses, which is probably me, but whatever. We'll, we'll figure it out. Uh, so um, I do want to do a quick plug for um, the uh, Wrestling With The Future podcast family. Please check out the Wrestling With The Future on any of the streaming uh podcast sites um podbean apple you name it it, we're on it and uh you can uh find out a lot of of really great episodes we just had uh bruiser brody's wife um you know she was amazing and we talked we we had about an hour plus hour and a half conversation with her so that was one of the the best episodes so far that i've been a part of um, and then just on Tuesday night, we had a uh, reflection on Chris Benoit's death and um, the details surrounding that. So um, check that out. And then, of course, the Refs Roundtable. We, uh, we, we have a weekly podcast where we go over news and, and happenings in the world of wrestling and uh, have some fun. So uh, thank you to everybody that's listening. Thank you for, to you guys for being a part of the show. And I look forward to seeing how this all shakes out in a few days. All right, man. Appreciate it. All right, guys. Uh, have a great couple of days. And uh, be looking at your phones because I'm going to be texting the hell out of you during this, okay? Right. Sounds good. All right. So uh, for uh, for now, uh, oh, 
I forgot I forgot to say. Um, I was plugging the uh, Wrestling with the Future t-shirts. Now, here's the deal. Our friend Jeff the Ref, he passed, and we, we had had these t-shirts made before he passed, and uh, we're selling them for 20 bucks a piece. But here's the deal. Um, we are actually donating a portion of the money from the shirts to Jeff's family, his mom, um, just as a, a way to help her out. And uh, so if Mama Ref is listening, we're, we're, uh, we're, we're working on this and getting these shirts sold for you. But um, if anybody out there wants a shirt, when we post this video, I'll have a link to the shirts so you can uh, order one if you'd like. But um, just wanted to mention that Wrestling With The Future t-shirts. So um, that being said, guys, I hope you have a great night. And uh, I'll be looking forward to raising the crown as the Pick'em champion in a few days. Oh, man. Okay. Yeah, just shine my crown up. I say go back to watching cat videos, buddy. Oh! <laughs> I'm right. just kidding you, man. <laughs> no. Oh, good. I love it. Good. Um, you know what? I, uh, I, they, they, uh, they call me the Tiger King. And oh, shit. Here we go. <laughs> so, Whoa, I might feed you. Yeah. All right. Before we go. It might be time to end the show. End the yeah. show. <laughs> All right. For Levi McDaniel and Chris Keith, I'm Mike Kelleher. Thanks for listening, and uh, have a great night. All right. Hold tight.